This is episode number two of the School of Success podcast series with the amazing Marissa Rybordy, yoga teacher and wellness coach specializing in women's health, a fantastic workshop facilitator and writer who supports and guides women to create a deep and aligned life that truly fits their wild-hearted spirits. Welcome to the School of Success podcast series. My name is Melanie Pritchard, former lawyer turned success coach and wellbeing trainer, and each month we bring you an inspiring person and message to help you discover the tools of creating success in the widest sense. Thank you so much everyone for spending some time with me today. Now, without further ado, let the class begin. Hello, Marissa. Hi, Melanie. I am absolutely thrilled to have you on our School of Success podcast, Marissa. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so happy and excited to talk to you, Melanie. I'm really, really excited. Fantastic. Marissa, let's kick off with um, a little summary from you about what it is that you do, and then we'll glide into the podcast proper. So if you could just give us a little little overview of what you do, that would be lovely. Sure. So I'm Marissa. I'm a yoga teacher and a wellness coach who specializes in women's health. A workshop facilitator and a writer. Uh, I support and guide women to create a deep and intuitive uh, connection with themselves, to find freedom in their bodies and expand their heart wide open so they can really live a vibrant and wild-hearted life, feeling free and connected and, and alive. Uh, I do believe like in living a life aligned with our hearts and finding the magic in everyday moments uh, and I'm really passionate about learning and exploring the world and the outdoors and mountains and ocean and all things nature <laughs> so yeah that's like in a few words <laughs> who I am you're like one of the ultimate kind of one of the most connected people I think to nature that I've come across and it's lovely that you're you live so close to nature in Geneva because you've really got the most beautiful places right on your doorstep, haven't you? Yeah, I love going to the mountains and, and, and being up there and hiking and, and just being surrounded by trees and and moving my body and just like breathing fresh air. It's just, uh, it's really grounding and, and rejuvenating at the same time. I love it. Absolutely. But I do, I do miss the ocean though. <laughs> mm. Well, it's very fitting for for our sort of theme of today's chat, which is really consciousness, isn't it? But um, before we jump into that, I'd love it if you could just share with us when you feel most alive, what you're doing when you feel most alive. Oh, most alive. I, the outdoors is the first thing that comes to mind, like really being up in the in the mountains or swimming in the ocean exploring and traveling the world um dancing uh in the summer rain is just one thing that i love to do um anything that just brings a little bit of spontaneity and connection to my body um having also soulful conversations and meeting like-minded people it's just really um just light up something in me um and also when I share what lights me up with other people through workshops or classes or just yeah like I said soulful conversations um mm. meeting people who, yeah who are, have the same passion for life and um so yeah just like but yeah like really nature and that connection to your environment and yourself um just mm. and it's often the little things you know like it just yeah, like I said, you know, dancing in the rain or just walking barefoot or um, the wind on my face, just this, the, the five senses mixed with the body and um, mm. just makes me yeah feel more alive. I love that. Yeah, the, the word that was really coming through to me and then you said the word was connection, mm. you know, feeling connected to people and places and that feeling of being alive and inspired 
beautiful. Gosh, your life sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're sweet. Connecting <laughs> oh, yeah. with the five senses. It's such a simple thing, isn't it? But um, well, I guess it's sort of, that's what mindfulness is in a sense. So it's, yeah, that's what we're talking about today, really, living a more mindful, conscious life in essence. Mm, yeah. So before we um, plumb the depths of this fascinating and really important subject, I would love it if you could just share with my listeners um, your story. So your kind of your movement from your old life to the conscious, very the very kind of conscious living that you're engaged in today. So I um, I studied international relations uh, at uni, and I was really interested in human rights and the world and politics and all of that. And I worked for a couple of years for NGO around women's rights, and I love the topic, and I love you know working around themes uh, around you know everything around women's rights and like meeting really interesting um, women who do great work uh, but at the end of the day I was just like I felt something was missing I was just still working in an office uh, in front of a computer and um, um, in just years like mid late 20s I just felt very lost and at the time I was also heartbroken so just a mix of being confused and um, a little bit like floating in between and just not being sure of what I wanted to do with my life and also like feeling like oh like you know I didn't really have any passion or like I wasn't really feeling something really strongly uh, or about anything specific Um, so yeah I had a couple of years of just kind of having to fit in the mold like in the you know in whatever society has the idea of what you're supposed to do and everything and I just I wasn't really happy and um and something shifted like I was just in between jobs I think at the time and I also like I just my intuition kicked in and I was like okay just book a flight you know I think it was a couple of days before um leaving and I just headed to Bali and um, I spent a couple of weeks there backpacking and traveling around and uh, I had this little voice um, to just really hop on the mat and try yoga, and, uh, which I did. And um, it just totally shifted, something shifted there, like on the yoga mat for the first time and um, feeling like this vibration in my body. And in that moment, so like that very first class, I just like I already knew like I wanted to become a yoga teacher one day, and wow. and since then, like I don't, and I also had this like deep um, desire for oh, like I really want to fall in love with my life. So I just I came back home and uh, started to do yoga and um, got in, interested in wellness and nutrition. I started my own blog, my first blog at the Green Sunshine at the time um and just like a very like it was a really creative outlet and I realized that oh actually you're not too bad at being a creative you know like because <laughs> <laughs> you think you know like you have all those beliefs uh, you know when you grow up that you know you're not creative anymore or you've never been really gifted or good or whatever and it's just um it just like opened a new door and like a new world of this wellness and this creativity and like just kind of been following my curiosity all, all along to um, from the yoga, the wellness, and the nutrition. So I enrolled into the to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York online course to become a health coach, uh, which I started with this, and then um, I quit my job and traveled back to Bali to do my yoga training over there, uh, which was one of the best and most life-changing experience of my life Mm -hmm. and um and then you know like I just like it keeps I keep you know I keep evolving my business keeps evolving and um there's always something new and now I'm more into like I also flew to uh India uh, earlier this year like also very last minute to do a woman uh, self-care training which also very uh, awakened something new uh, for me around this all things women um, and this feminine energy and just connecting back to uh, the women's body and, and just harnessing this power we have within. So it's just like um, I'm just kind of following my heart and my intuition to to 
to live my best life. <laughs> mm, I love that. Um, I love the way that you, you started off by saying that, um, well, you, you sensed that you weren't happy. And then you said, um, my intuition kicked in, something shifted. And then you rounded up by talking about your intuition again. Mm. Um, would you yeah. say that intuition and would you say that sort of intuition and sort of carving out space to hear that voice is quite a big part of, of the theme of today like consciousness and presence exactly yes totally um, I feel like when you're because most of the time we're, we live on autopilot <laughs> and it's really hard to uh, to be aware of what's going on in your life you know like you just you run from one place to another you're working like long hours so, like, by carving time and creating this space for you, like, it can be, like, an hour or just a weekend or, like, you know, taking off for a month of traveling, whatever, like, it, it looks for you. But it's just, to me, like, I feel it's really important. So you can just be quiet mm -hmm. and listen and also spend time alone so you can just really tune in to your body and to your, um, to your intuition. And, and by being alone, I think something happened and, that you start to question yourself or have this like inner dialogue or, or messages that comes in that uh, will resonate probably with you. And, and, but yeah, for me, like it really starts with a body, body connection mm. and creating time um, mm. alone or like away from just the everyday life. Um, because like when you're, yeah, autopilot, like we have no time to just slow down and, and be with ourselves, you know, that's yes. why also we try to, you know, more and more people try to meditate and, and, and bring meditation, mindfulness into their lives so they can tune in more into themselves as well. Yeah. Wow. I think you've hit on some really powerful buzzwords. We need to carve out time. Otherwise, we just keep going on this treadmill of autopilot. There's a lovely poem that was read at my godfather's funeral. And I, I think these, these lines are really powerful. The poet says... What if what is this life if full of care we have no time to stand and stare? Mm, exactly. It captures so, it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So, Marissa, so in, in terms mm. of um, obviously intuition and connection and hearing that, you know, learning how to connect with our intuition, um, obviously that kind of feeds into consciousness and what consciousness creates. How would you, I mean, consciousness probably sounds like quite a kind of strange, wacky word to many people. What, what sort of, how would you go about defining consciousness and what it is to be, to be conscious? Uh, I think for me, it's about presence. I would say uh, being present and being curious and open-minded with your body, your mind, what's going on in your mind and what's going on around you, with other people and your surroundings and um feeling aligned like i, I feel mm. like there's a yeah there's a something around feeling aligned and that alignment with your soul in something but like it starts again like it starts with the body it starts with your in also intuition and living with intention i would say mm. also just not like being like a headless chicken and just running <laughs> without direction and not being <laughs> sure what you want to do and and following everyone or following the crowd. Um, and also, um, I, I, I go back to the five senses. I feel like the more you can tune into your body's energy, the more you will um, reconnect with those uh, the senses around you and th this will bring you back again into like a, um, a sense of being grounded, uh, centered, or, or like being present with you know, what's going on in your life at the moment. And, uh, mm. um, yeah. Mm. I love what you say about, I mean, yeah, all of those words, uh, all the words that I would associate with consciousness as well, being present. And I think the senses play a key part in that. I love what you say about, um, the feeling of kind of being grounded and being in alignment. And I think, um, part, part of that alignment, I think when, when we kind of carve out time and space, it allows us to sort of get clarity on, you know, those sent that feeling of not necessarily being happy. As you said, you know, you weren't initially, you realized you weren't happy in your old life and you, you felt a shift at you and you created space by going away. You gave yourself time to really connect with yourself and to work out where your life, where you weren't living your life in alignment with your true self. And then you made a shift from there. It's a really mm -hmm. nice, it's a really, really lovely example of, 
of what this sort of consciousness is all about and how it can often start with frustration or confusion or unhappiness actually but that can really be a an exciting door to to moving in the right direction yes totally because I, I think you need you know it gives you contrast and it gives you perspective as mm-hmm. well which you know like if you're just always living the same day over and over again like you just you don't have enough perspective to to see um how life could be different maybe mm-hmm. so by traveling by meeting other people by um being curious and and having this desire to learn and to to be a better human as well i just kind of create like this new door of opportunities of ways to to be and um yeah, like it, it gives it gives contrast, you know. Like, and I think you need those time as well of you know, like being very either like through going through painful moments or sadness and and things like this. So you can also like sometimes it's what you need to to shift and, and change direction as well. But if you if you don't in those moments, if you just don't take those moments to. Um, Go back to yourself, you know, like having this strong connection with yourself and to question yourself, um, then, you know, you might repeat the same cycle again or just stay stuck in that in that wheel of um, mm. unhappiness or like if something's not aligned or anything like that. So I think, yeah, there's a component of just uh, having a desire like or, or open-minded to just question and you know it's not always a, a fun or easy thing to do uh, to bring awareness to this because you might face things that you you might want to keep bury inside or so um yeah yeah i think that that's a very powerful point that you hit on there it's kind of human nature to run from emotion and pain isn't it it's easier sometimes mm-hmm. just to bury that in whatever boozing or buying or dating or any number of things but um there's a real power in connecting with emotion and sort of facing it and it's amazing what beautiful things can come from that which moves me really into um how this manifests in reality for you so we've spoken that you've given us a really lovely kind of a really lovely loose definition of consciousness and presence and what it is to be connected in terms of your life can you can you share with us your favorite waves ways that you practice conscious living what sort of things do you do to to sort of stay connected and conscious so sure um so i think before even getting into there into this i uh i'm really uh kind of want to ask my body like how conscious am i you know how do i live my life am i doing work that lights me up uh, that, and that is meaningful am I living in alignment with my values mm-hmm. uh, so just kind of bringing this living with intentions um, I love setting intentions and just to bring yeah to bring like meaning into my life and to kind of have direction and and for me like the those ways to just practice conscious living uh, or living with intention um have like a few favorites but uh like being in nature like we talked before you know like being um around trees or in the mountains or by the ocean um are really ways that bring me back into uh, like the present moment and to to my true nature and who i am like I, you know there's something that's being created in those moments when you're just you and and nature it's just it's quite magical so um for me it always grounds me back if, if I feel overwhelmed or like a little bit disconnected those moments like in nature uh, hiking or swimming or being in the sunshine will just really bring me back into uh, into a state of in, in, in intentional living mm. um, and I also like anything around us also connecting to my body and connecting to other people um, are really also powerful and my one of my favorite ways also is uh, journaling. Mm-hmm. I um, I love journaling and just writing <laughs> in general. So I use journaling as a way to um, to connect with my emotions, to connect with my state of mind and what's going on in my life, and just let it all out in a way. Um, 
and there's different purpose i mean there's uh i do it as a way to just keep the memories alive in some ways because i love uh, you know sometimes you know going back to it and reliving some moments that you know brought me joy or or um or challenging or when I was questioning myself mm-hmm. and uh, but also using this uh, this journaling practice to um, either celebrate what I've, I've been um, creating or what's going on in my life and also clearing energy clearing you know and you know seeking guidance also I think it's really important because by by questioning yourself by asking yourself questions um, mm-hmm. to prompts or or just having this like inner dialogue with yourself on paper, um, you can it, it can get you somewhere and you can really find answers to your questions or like if you doubt or gives you direction and um, and also to manifest. I uh, use this as well, you know, like to set intentions and can checking in where I am and 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 it's like a really. Uh, fun and I don't know like it's just really cool to see like and, and even recently like you know when I, I went back to my journal from last year and or even yeah like and I see how I was feeling that moment and what was going on in my life and, and I could also like sense that intuition kicking in with uh, different things and like it just like totally happened and it's just like it's a beautiful way to to keep kind of mm. Yeah, living, you know, with intentions and and, Mm -hmm. and not just kind of going from moment to moment without connecting the moments together in some ways. I love what you said again. It's that word intuition that keeps coming up. It's funny, isn't it, how sometimes in a journal we might, when you're just letting yourself sort of write stream of consciousness, you might write things that you might not say out loud to someone. And then when you reflect, you're like, oh, gosh, look, um... I had quite a strong instinct about something that perhaps I thought I was confused about. Um, and I think there's something powerful, as you say, about reflecting on experiences in life. And it can be a powerful tool for growth, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know, um, I think I shared this with you before. When I was in a long-term relationship, I, I could sense that it was going to be a very significant experience. And I hadn't actually journaled, really, until then. So I started writing a little bit about what I was feeling um, and the sense that this was going to be, yeah, quite a healing and powerful experience. So I'd, I had all that written down and sort of recorded really. And I also noted down a couple of things that concerned me that I thought might possibly end up being problematic. And when that relationship came to an end four years later and I turned back to those pages, it brought me such huge comfort to see that I, that the, my instinct was it had been exactly right, even though I was obviously really disappointed that it hadn't worked out. Yeah, it brought me tremendous comfort and it and it showed me that actually my instincts, all of our instincts are very strong if we just allow ourselves the medium to tune into those, really. So I think you're right. I think journaling, it can be incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, your story is great and, and a, a good reflection of just, yeah, connecting. When we um, allow ourselves to to connect with that voice and recognize that voice and, and, and trust that voice as well. I think it's, trust is a big thing because we tend to be very um, stuck in our minds and the intuition comes from the body, you know, like it's a mm. body, it's a felt sense. So it's um, mm. you have to let go at some point of the logical or rational things and, and connect back to, to your true nature or you are and, and trust mm. that voice. I love what you just said, Marissa, about... Um that felt like like something that should be carved out in marble. Intuition is a felt sense. I think you have just mm. hit on something massive. The way you explained that was really beautiful. Um, you can often feel in your body how you, you know, what the truth really is for you, can't you? I'm sure many of us have been in situations, whether work situations or relationships where we've perhaps felt just in the pit of our stomach sick or we've just felt uncomfortable about going somewhere or doing something, but so often we just block it out because of the autopilot of life, don't we? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and we just try to rationalize or just be very, mm-hmm. just, oh no, just it's in your mind or whatever, and, and not listen to that voice. And mm-hmm. often, 
yeah, we, we can, you know, if we take the time and to reflect, we'll, we'll, we'll connect the dots saying, oh, yeah, maybe I actually, you know, if I'm being very honest with myself, I did felt that in my, you know, like a little tingling or like a nut in my stomach mm-hmm. uh, or something that felt really right. Mm. Um, and also the, 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 on, the, on the opposite side, like when something really lights you up like I don't know for me recently um you know just to show an example like when I decided to go to India it was just like a uh like a synchronicity moment to when I discovered this uh, training really randomly and uh like when I was reading about the description like my whole body light up like like it was a full body yes in my <laughs> body and like I like I had no idea how and when and like it would happen, but like I knew I was going as well. So it's just uh, um, really tuning in, and I think through yoga, through uh, connecting to your body, moving your body, breathing, being in nature, you just uh, get better at mm. listening to those little signs. Mm. Absolutely. Um, as you say, we, we're so used to intellectualizing our way around problems, aren't we? But getting mm-hmm. back to the senses, um, getting back to, like you said, that sort of the felt sense of intuition, you access that mm-hmm. through the senses, whether it's your meditation or, like you say, the, the sublimity of nature. That's how we really access the truth underneath. Mm-hmm. Marissa, um, I think, you know, I know that journaling has been a big part of your life and I really learned about journaling through you. So I'm very grateful to you for that. Well, for many things, Thank but you. that's one of them. Um, so somebody who's never done journaling, what would be like, what, what kind of step could they take? Like, let's just imagine that someone's sitting there and they've gone out and they've bought a really lovely journal. What's the first thing that they could do to just sort of engage in the journaling process? Are there any questions? Do they need any questions? Um, to follow or is it literally a case of just sort of stream of consciousness in writing just anything that you're feeling what would you advise um i think it depends of you know people and what they you know what comes up for them like the most natural way i think at, maybe at first i don't know it depends I, I would for me like most what comes up for me more, more often is just like stream of consciousness where mm-hmm. i write what i what i um what comes up in my mm-hmm. mind and often sometimes you can start by even writing like it's nice to set the mood as well you know like if it's something you're doing for the first time you can light a candle Mm. put some music on just make it all cozy Mm. um and then just even meditate maybe before if you're if you're you know doing meditation so it will get you in the mood and then just either write whatever comes up um Mm. so you can connect to your emotions or what's going on in your life and then I mean, and also asking questions, you know, you can ask yourself questions of, you know, how um, am I feeling in my body? How, what's going on in my life at the moment? You know, what's, you know, are all the different parts of my life doing, you know, like, am I feeling content or, you know, is there a part of my, you know, in my life that's not really aligned or just so you can, you know, you can find a lot of journaling prompts also Mm -hmm. to, to guide you throughout the process of, of starting a journaling practice as well Mm, I really like that seeing what comes up and it's quite interesting as you and I both said that we found it very powerful to reflect particularly at difficult times um I think it's quite it's quite nice just to even try journaling for you know like let's say a week and then reflect and you can really feel the value can't you Mm -hmm. and I also I also really love what you said about kind of um having a sense of occasion about it like really creating a um a cozy environment you know lighting a, a lovely scented candle you can go out and buy yourself a gorgeous candle you know i just bought a lovely diptyque one orange flavor and it's just so calming it really connects with the limbic system and and just calms your your mood um mm-hmm. and music lovely reiki music it makes such a difference it really brings yeah it really it really connects you to the senses it puts you in the perfect frame of mind to to well the relaxed state of mind to kind of access how you really feel yeah, definitely, and that's actually what I do often through my uh, workshops. I, uh, I I start with yoga, like a yoga practice, so mm-hmm. people can connect to their bodies, mm. move, and 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 flow. Mm. And afterwards, I do like a guided meditation. So again, like you just connect to that um, the deeper part of yourself, and at the same time, you let go. And afterwards, like it's more like a journaling practice, you know, with like. Uh, 
also like specific prompts to just guide you in, on the whatever team uh, we're working on. So like it's um, it's just yeah like it's it's like that you know holistic view of just body mind everything is connected and and so you can just by moving your body and by dancing or just creating space in the body you can just um, you can yeah you can access to something uh, a bit deeper to your you know connected to the soul and yeah mm. that's beautiful um something i just wanted to touch on is something that you kind of taught me that i introduced into my life was um Halo Santo. I don't know if you pronounce it in a different mm. way, but could you just tell our listeners a bit about about that? Because it, it yeah, I found that quite um quite powerful. So yeah, I love uh, having little rituals and especially like morning rituals. Um, and it's something I do almost every day, uh, and I've just even did it just before the <laughs> recording the podcast today. So it's just like Palo Santo is basically like just. Um, a piece of like a wood but it's like a holy uh, wood that comes from the amazon mm-hmm. uh if i'm correct and um it's just a little bit like it's similar to you know sage that you smudge and it has all this uh, energy of cleansing of of bringing new energy and and lighting the the room and I, the scent is just lovely i love this uh the smell and, and the, the, so like it just you know, by lighting it, like I already get into this mood of just, okay, like just relax and, and just like, it's a sacred moment. And, um, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's amazing how, again, just in connecting with your senses, your sense of smell, it can have a huge impact on your mood content. Mm-hmm, do, um, yeah. do you ever use essential oils, Marissa, as part of your kind of consciousness practice? I do a little bit. Yes. I, um, especially lavender, you know, either mm. when I go to sleep, I use them sometimes also in my yoga classes. Um, just, uh, yeah, to bring like, it's, it's, it's usually more for like to calm or to bring more like peaceful energy. Like I just, I, I love lavender and, mm. and I use it a lot. Mm, lavender is um, very good for sleeping, isn't it? Relaxing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I discovered frankincense, which I believe is quite good when yeah, I was sort of feeling a bit really good too. it's quite good for anxiety if you're feeling down um, and you mm. can pop you know I put just like, three little drops in the bath or you know I mix it on my hands with like you know lovely base oil almond oil and just sort of apply it to my face and it's yeah instant um, mood shift it's incredible yeah yeah it's very powerful as well Marissa you mentioned um, meditation could you could you give us a little overview of what what somebody who's never meditated before can do just to engage with that process? Hmm. Um, so I think that's, you know, like we, you know, like when we're starting something new and we hear meditation, it can be something very uh, scary or something very, um, something that we're not used to, like, and, and can feel very overwhelming at, you know, thinking, having to sit and, and just do nothing and think about nothing um but I, like i don't know for me it's it's really more again like to connect to yourself to just slow down and and be with yourself for even five minutes so so um you can either use music um again make yourself comfy and, and cozy with candles or, and finding some relaxing meditating type of music um and then See how it goes, you're just doing maybe two minutes, three, five minutes to just focusing on your breath mm-hmm. uh, to start with and being okay. And like, you know, like it's most of the time we, we will always have um, a million thoughts coming up uh, in our mind, especially when we slow down mm-hmm. and just kind of knowing that's normal uh, and it's it's part of the meditation process. Um and the more, I guess, the more you meditate and the longer you meditate, the less those, like, those thoughts, like, disappear a little bit. But uh, <clears throat> I don't like, yeah, it just, um, and also for some people, you know, it might not be, um, you know, sitting on a, on a cushion might not be for them. And, and they meditate uh, while hiking and climbing mountains mm-hmm. or uh, being in nature. So, um there's different ways to, to approach, I guess, meditation as well. Mm. I love what you, your emphasis on the breath, though, because 
it sounds so obvious, doesn't it? But we so often forget to breathe and even just taking three massive deep breaths in and out. Again, it's an instant change of state. You instantly feel, like you say, that mind-body connect. It's incredible. Yeah, it, it can definitely, like, yeah, three to ten breaths definitely will change already your state of mind. Like, if you're feeling stressed or anxious, it will just calm you down really quickly. So, it's, uh, yeah, the breath, like, it's just uh, breath work is quite amazing and, and can really shift uh, um, your mood and your energy and everything is going on inside as well and connect you back to the present moment as well because you know like breath is happening all the time in each moment and um, no matter what you do like by going back to your breath it's it's um, it's a quite a powerful um, and simple way of changing uh, your energy absolutely i was just thinking i wish i could come to one of your yoga classes <laughs> it would be amazing the yoga the lovely lavender you use the breath work the meditations it just sounds like the ultimate sensory kind of conscious experience oh, i would love to have you <laughs> i would encourage any listeners who are going geneva way to go and drop into one of marissa's well yoga classes or, or workshops because um well i have done one of your yoga classes before and it was an incredible experience yeah, it was great to have you. <laughs> Marissa, you mentioned earlier, and this is something that is very uniquely you and something that I want to explore more. Um, can you tell us a bit about dance and how you use that to kind of heighten your consciousness and your connection to the self? Oh, yes. I love dancing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a full body yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, full body yes. And I, um, just by doing this, like, I feel like I'm expanding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so dancing, um, I don't know, I've always loved dancing in my 20s. I was dancing a lot, but it uh, um, was more like a party dancing scene. Um, but I, I can, and now, like, it, I guess it's shifted the energy around it. But, like, it's, for me, like, it's a way of expressing myself. It's a way of clearing the energy um, of my mood of what's going on and you know like I almost every day I dance like either in the morning when I wake up or uh, I take dancing breaks throughout the day when I'm just feeling very like you know when you get to tend to be more disconnected and overwhelmed or stressed like oh my god I have so much to do mm -hmm. I just shut everything and then just go dance for five ten minutes or, or like sometimes I can dance for like an hour in my room really? with like you know music wow. yeah 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 because like yeah. when I get into like this this mood it's just like like and that it's that connection to to the body it's so powerful and it's just mm -hmm. again we're so used and because I started to add more dancing um, in my workshops and even my yoga classes um, and women love it so much again because some people think that you know oh, like I'm not a dancer I don't like <laughs> dancing or oh, I don't know how to dance or or I'm like more think you know thinking like oh like people are gonna watch and what, what are, are they gonna think mm -hmm. but it's uh, so like by just creating this space in, in my in my classes or workshops uh, it's been very powerful and just, again like it's I think expressing yourself and letting go of emotions letting go of uh, like your, of your day of anything that's just kind of you're holding on in, inside your body so, so like it's um it's kind of bringing something similar to yoga because again like emotions are often stuck in the body mm -hmm. and through moving uh, the body you know in yoga often and also I think dancing shaking mm -hmm. uh, it helps to release all those um those feelings and emotions that are um kind of piling up mm. so it's a yeah i would recommend to everyone just put a music you love that just brings good vibes and i receive so many times messages from friends or like people uh participating in in, in my events that say oh i just put the music on this morning and i've been dancing and like it's just uh it's again like lighting something up the energy is changing and shifting and it's uh connecting to your body and to your essence and mm. it's a beautiful way i love the way you said and because this isn't something that people would necessarily think of that emotions often get stuck in your body it's a bit like um you know reiki healing really isn't it you know healing your energy centers and releasing blocks within your body that might be keeping you stuck mm -hmm. That's, um, yeah it's a powerful exactly. way to think. It's a powerful way to kind of translate emotions that might be, you know, stuck in your mind. You're not, you're, you're, you're intellectualizing your, your thoughts. You're thinking too much. You're not feeling enough. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. Wayne, Wayne Dyer saying, and it's one of my favorite quotes. He says, think less, feel more. 
And I think that's such an important essence of, of everything that you're saying. It brings you back to feeling and feelings don't lie. They do not lie. That's one thing I have definitely mm. learned over, over the years. Feelings don't lie. If you've got a, a niggle somewhere, it's for a reason. If you have a, a knot in your stomach, if you're waking with a knot in your stomach every morning, it's for a reason. It's just sort of creating space to untangle what's really going on. Yeah, it's a message. Your body's speaking to you and, and trying to communicate. And, and mm. you know, most of us, like, we're disconnected and we don't listen or we just numb ourselves. And um, But we already, we always have the answer within in mm-hmm. some ways. And, and also through, like, having done um, and being quite interested in all the body work and um breath work mixing everything together like there's so much wisdom that we receive from our bodies and the intuition and the power and the like and also the the more negative things that we still hold on to inside the body and uh by doing all this kind of connection to the body the the like having more like a somatic experience like you can really get like this felt sense, you know, like just working your way through the body to release, um, things, um, you know, experiences, beliefs, or, um, things that still, uh, kind of blocking your energy, I mm. guess. And I love the way, you know, you're, you're mentioning quite a lot of different things, the way people can kind of experiment and find out what works for them. You know, you love dancing when you talk about it, you, your whole being lights up. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you really love Palo Santo and, you know, someone else might love journaling or someone else might think, actually, I really don't like writing. It doesn't really work for me. Someone else might find breathing and meditation really empowering. So I love, I love the kind of options for variety and sort of self-discovery. Yeah. Marissa, you mentioned a couple of times, um, if you're feeling disconnected, you know, you can engage in these practices. Um, if you're numbing yourself, you can engage in these practices, what might be some signs that listeners could kind of watch out for that might show that they're in a state of disconnect or kind of in need of, in need of sort of moving towards these sort of consciousness practices? So I would, um, so when you're feeling disconnected or when you're feeling not really present with your body or your mind, it will show up through like being overwhelmed, being stressed, mm-hmm. uh, burning out or, uh, like having a stiff body, like very stiff. Like if you spend eight hours in front of your computer without taking breaks, without moving, without breathing, without drinking water, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna be totally just numb at the end of the day. So it's uh, or if you're feeling distracted and just on your phone all the time and, and just not really paying attention to the world around you, which can uh, happen very often um, with like uh, technology, uh, but. Um, and if you think, you know, like if you're stressed and you have like really like a busy schedule and you think, oh, I don't have time to meditate, I don't have time to move my body or to go to mm. yoga and all of that, it's usually when you need it, need it the most. Mm, that's um, such a good point. Thank you. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, and, and I, I'm talking, you know, from my own experience, knowing like the days I spend stuck in front of my computer, I... Um, because I'm super stressed or I have like a deadline or things I need to create. I, uh, I'm, I'm so disconnected from my body. I'm so into like anxious mode and, mm-hmm. and I see like the, when I just, okay, well stop, go either go for a walk, take a breath and meditate or just dance. I could just like, it shifts everything. So it's, um, yeah. Understanding that, um, that disconnection and also like that discomfort you may be feeling either um, emotions um, when we're in pain, like we're just, we have a really hard time to feel the pain mm. and and uh, we try to numb ourselves. You know, I think you, men- you mentioned before as well, you know, through work or food or exercise, shopping or just escaping. Um, yeah. And it's not a, it's not the best way, obviously, to, to deal with that, you know, because uh, there is, our emotions are very, I mean, you know, it's a human thing to, to feel. Mm-hmm. And um, there is um, this idea that, you know, sadness or anger, uh, like they're connected as, as negative emotions, uh, but that we need to avoid, you know, we all need to be happy all the time. 
But uh, there is a message and like a significance in, in, in that sadness. You know, sadness tells you uh, what matters to us, it matters, uh, or what is meaningful for us. And, and that's why, like, it shows up, you know. So, like, if, again, like, taking, pausing, sitting with your emotions, reflecting and, and just letting them be, mm. um, like, they will, they will move on much quicker than if you just hold on or if you just try to numb yourself uh, from this as well so uh, and again like something when we numb the like the you know quotes like negative emotions uh, we also numb the the good ones you know the positive ones like uh, happiness and, and and so on so uh, then you just kind of stay in a state of just very like average um without much um variation variations yeah so um and you know like and and for me like in a way like the more i've connected to that part of me and those emotions the more i'm i'm so i can because i'm a deep feeler as well uh i i'm so okay with just the crying and the sadness and then the the joy and like it's just a mix and and i embrace it all Mm because it's just part of being human absolutely I love um, one thing. Well, I love so many things about you, but um, yeah, you're. I think you're very brave. I mean, you're a very conscious person, but you're also very brave, and that you're not afraid to confront emotions. And I don't like that turn of phrase, confront emotions. I think the word that I sort of associate with you is sort of the ability to surrender to emotions, just to to let it out, you know, to feel it. And I think you're so right that if you allow yourself to feel those emotions, and it doesn't have to be in a really stark way, you know, you can do so through all of these beautiful activities that you've mentioned. Um, the more that you learn to kind of feel into the emotions, the quicker they pass, actually. And like you say, you know, the universe is always happening for you, not to you. Beneath every, even negative and in inverted commas, emotion, there will be a positive learning. And the sooner you can kind of lean into that in a gentle, loving way, you know, whether it's over candlelight in a journal or you know, amongst the beautiful, majestic trees on Lake Geneva or wherever, maybe Tooting Bag Common, you know, if you don't <laughs> live by Lake Geneva, the more you can sort of learn to kind of courageously sink into those emotions. I think that's where huge shifts occur. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. Marissa, um, I wanted to ask you, well, firstly, before I ask you another um, quite pertinent question that's relevant to today, what's the main benefit, do you think, of consciousness? So if you engage in these sorts of rituals, really, and I know that they're a big part of your daily life, um, what are the main benefits of of engaging in these kinds of rituals? How, how can they benefit your life? Um, they will just, I don't know, they will bring you, I guess, a sense of, um alignment i would say like being aligned with your who you are your true nature and reconnecting to that part of you Mm -hmm. like underneath all the layers that society or the conditioning um like you you'll connect back to that you know true true nature Mm -hmm. and uh it will bring you a sense of vibrancy uh, Mm -hmm. a sense of just something will light light up probably and Mm -hmm. and you again I guess intuition, you'll be more connected to your body, to your intuition, to your environment. Mm -hmm. And and all the decisions you'll be making will be coming from a place of, of alignment. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're doing this because you, you know, from within that that's the right way to do it or the direction to go. And, and just bringing a sense of well being as well, I guess, like, you know, mental health, uh, as well, I think it's very important, and 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 carving time for your well-being um, is not like just like a luxury or like a like a little like self-care practice. Um, it's something like you know, like if you wait until you're exhausted or stressed uh, to to start practicing self-care, um, it's not that it's too late, but like, it just like, it, you, you need, it's something like you want to bring to your everyday life, something you want to bring, um, to like a, yeah, habits, rituals. So you can, um, to know, like I often say, know your medicine, mm. you know, to, to just really, uh, 
connect to first what you love to do, like the things that rejuvenate you, the things that that you know make your heart sing. That's gonna feel uh, very um, good for you. Uh, and again, like just adding pleasure. Uh, I would say like it's part of the self-care uh, practice. Uh, pleasure is essential for our well-being. It's um, it's just um, it brings like this like a like the pleasure shifts our chemistry in our brain, you know, with the feel-good hormones, mm-hmm. um, which kind of lowers down afterwards the stress hormones, you know. So it's a uh, pleasure brings you health uh, and confidence. It allows you to live like a turned-on life. Mm. Um, and when we don't feel our pleasure tank, then the immune system uh, uh, gets suppressed. We get lonely, sad, uh, more depressed. So, like, it's just having an impact on our hormones as well. It's not just like for you know, like a like a little nice moment of self care practice. It just it really impacts your health as well. So, I would really recommend for people to just. Um, make a list of like 20 things that uh, you love doing that makes you feel good that makes your you know turn you on in life in general mm-hmm. um yeah and 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 to do those things to recharge your pleasure tank mm, i love that i love your like the way that you describe your pleasure tank <laughs> so um, yeah it's important to work out what really lights you up isn't it we don't do that enough i also mm-hmm. really like how you spoke about um these consciousness practices the benefits of these consciousness practices being connecting you to your true essence and you know it sounds very sort of cliche doesn't it but I think it's so important and it links to I'm not sure who said this but I love this quote there's no confusion in truth so if you cultivate practices that connect you with the truth of who you are you will feel more clarity you will feel calmer you will feel more centered you will feel aligned you and you can if you're not feeling aligned you can you know you'll have the time and space to work out how you can realign your life so you are living it more in accordance with your values and what makes you happy exactly mm. marissa um how how regularly should we be practicing these sorts of rituals once we've worked out whether it's the dancing me love or the pillow santo or the <laughs> Exactly. Um, I'm very free flowing, so um, I'm not very good with. Oh, I, I do love my rituals, but uh, I know like there's people who are very uh, who need like a uh, rituals every day, and some like just like they can't for the, you know, stick to the same thing over and over again. So just I guess you know like you 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 create your own life, you know, and you 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 create the habits and the rituals and the, the self-care practices that resonates with you doing something uh, I mean it's good to try something new and to be curious and open-minded to try different ways of, of connecting to yourself but uh, uh, if you've tried and like it doesn't resonate with you just don't stick with it because everyone's doing this and it's mm-hmm. the trend or whatever so like I guess it's just doing what resonates with you and um and, you know, you can do it every day, like, if you feel like it, or, you know, in the morning or evening or practice, like, and just, like, see how it feels, you know. And, and thinking, uh, for me, like, it's really about, like, experimenting, you know, like, you experiment. So it gives a little bit less pressure on you to to having to just stick with, like, something very specific, um, you know, experiment just how it feels to start to journal or to, to spend more time in nature. Um, and then if you can start to feel a shift in your body, in your energy, in your mood, uh, in your intuition, probably then, you know, that they will come naturally, I guess that, that desire to, to do it more often. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Like the way you say you're free flowing, you, you know, your, your body will kind of lead the way, have a play around and see what works for you. Exactly. Marissa, what, what kind of top tips would you give us on, you know, social media versus sort of consciousness. But I mean, how does social media impact our consciousness levels and what can we do to sort of manage any challenges there? Yeah, social media um, can be very overwhelming, uh, Mm. I guess. Uh, There's something quite strange about either like sharing your life online or just like following people or... um, So from my part, I would say like for me, it's a way 
like how I use social media uh, as a way to uh, mix creativity and my writing and, and the desire to just kind of share parts uh, of my life and hope that it resonates with other people. Um, uh, and so we kind of come together and like we just share similar stories and, and, and it's kind of comforting to see like, oh, I'm not the only one going through the same thing. So like I like that part of of social media mm. um but uh yeah like like social media it's just like such an addiction right and um trying to bring i guess some rules around it like uh, how you use your phone for example just by avoiding scrolling endlessly in the morning or as soon as you wake up or you know as you go to bed and uh, um I, I guess there's also this like social pressure for people to uh, who have a business uh, to always be sharing, writing, and doing all the stories and being on all the social platforms. Um, so I think it's important to find your balance, what works for you, and how do you feel about uh, about this. Um, and making sure you spend a lot of time offline because uh, this is where the real world is and, and you need to experience real life to also get ideas and inspiration as well. I like the way you didn't just touch on the negative, but you also recognize that, you know, depending on who you follow, there are some really inspiring people. Depending on who you follow, there are some really inspiring people on um, on Instagram, you know, so if you're selective about who you follow, they can actually ra raise your vibes, they can raise your own levels of consciousness. Um, so yeah, I think being selective as well, and being, again, just being conscious if you're, say, following someone who you notice triggers you in some way, you know, sometimes that can be helpful, but sometimes maybe it's time to step away and, you know, unfollow, to be Ooh. brutally frank. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, uh, you know, the comparison trap, or uh, I think it's easy, it's an easy thing to do when you're online and, and mm. following all those people. We all tend to put our uh, highlights uh, and not the boring or painful stuff online. Um, so just kind of remembering that, you know, like it's only just like a tiny piece of people's life that you see online. Yeah. And, uh, when I do, like, I, when I do get stuck in that comparison mode, I guess I just, um, I switch my mind to, Oh, okay. Um, what do I love about this person's life? Um, is it that she's living by the ocean, uh, waking up for sunrise, going on road trips, uh, in her van and just kind of living this really freedom life. And, uh, and I use this information as fuel for uh, my own life, you know, to build my own dreams, uh, as it's often usually something that I admire in them that I crave as well, either like freedom or just <laughs> nature, or those kind of things, you know. So it's um, instead of just uh, being envious or comparing or just bringing myself down, I, I just, uh, yeah, I just use it more for um, information for for myself that's that's yeah that's a really amazing response again that that shows such high levels of consciousness in you that you can recognize oh maybe i'm maybe i'm sort of feeling a reaction for a reason where's you know what's the barometer what, what, what's this showing me um about the direction that i want to be moving in mm -hmm. yeah amazing. and i think also like just follow like if you're just on instagram or, or social media just like following people who inspire you or people like for me like i love like the People I, I love the most on social media are the ones who are very honest and real, mm. who are sharing about, you know, the dream life side probably as well, but also like the, the challenges and the tears and everything in between. So it's just uh, like it's it, people, it, it speaks to people much more when you're being vulnerable and, and being yourself. Um, so I try to do the same as well um, with my own platform, I guess. Absolutely. Well, you write beautifully and... You know, even your, you know, you do lovely videos on dancing and all sorts of things, expressing that vulnerability, which is inspiring. Mm, so thank your, you. You're welcome. What would your top tip be for someone who might be feeling really out of sorts at the moment, like really ungrounded, disconnected, maybe really suffering, maybe heartbroken? <sighs> um, to first uh, feel the pain. Mm. Uh, um can be very uncomfortable to just be in that space of you just wanting to escape or numb yourself but uh just you know by 
being very open with yourself of just kind of recognizing what's going on and connecting to those emotions and then just finding again like it goes back to um those things that light you up you know or like the those, you know self-care toolkit of what uh what brings you alive so again i don't know like just connecting to nature uh, or connecting with people uh in you know locally or online with, with things like you like you know like the dreamers or the the adventurers the people who are going to lift you higher um can have a really big impact uh, on your life um so i think this you know i think is it oprah who says um uh i forgot the <laughs> i forgot the but yeah be, being surrounded by people who lift you higher mm. um it's it can have like a massive impact uh on your life so um yeah I like I like that point as well because you know you can be engaging in all sorts of powerful practices that you've mentioned but consciousness probably yeah it's helpful if you extend it to being mindful of who you do spend time with because as you say the right people can really lift you up and connect you better to yourself and yeah Ooh. super important um just wrapping up then Marissa is there a quote that you would like to share with us that you think um, captures what we've been talking about today? Yes, um, I have a quote that I love from Bianca Sparacino that kind of summarizes a little bit the conversation we had. Um, so, you're going to realize it one day that happiness was never about your job or your degree or being in a relationship. Happiness was never about following in the footsteps of all of those who came before you. It was never about being like the others. One day you're going to see it, that happiness was always about the discovery, the hope, the listening to your heart, and following it wherever it chooses to go. Happiness was always about being kinder to yourself. It was always about embracing the person you were becoming. One day you will understand that happiness was always about learning how to live with yourself, that happiness was never in the hands of other people. It was always about you. It was always about you. So beautiful. Especially read by you. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. Um, Finally, Marissa, how would you define success Ah, success. Hmm. Uh, For me, I think it's when I I feel aligned with my true essence, with who I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I have time to play, to, you know, to do things that bring me pleasure, um, that I do some work that's meaningful, that I live with intention, that I love a lot that I go on adventures that I connect with people and have a, you know, can have a positive uh, impact on them. Um, I guess this is my, my way of seeing success. Mm. I love that, that alignment truth. Mm. Amazing. Wow. Thank you, Marissa, for sharing so many, um, well, practical tips but also so eloquently conveying the kind of deeper meanings beneath all of those things um it's a real privilege to talk to you as usual yeah thank you to have me on this on your podcast Melanie I loved uh, speaking to you and just sharing a little bit of of what I'm passionate about if my listeners would like to connect further with you where can they find you online so uh, on my website, uh, which is wildhappyheart.com, um, and I'm on social media. You can find me on the same um, wildhappyhearts or um, on Instagram and Facebook. Lovely. And if anyone's ever in Geneva, then they can go and um, attend one of your yeah. workshops or your yoga <laughs> Get classes. Get in touch and, and join my, my classes. <laughs> Fantastic. Well... Have a lovely evening, Marissa, and thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom with us tonight. Mm, Thanks for having me. Take care.
So, there you have it, my friends. My second podcast with the magnificent Marissa Rybordy of Wild Happy Heart. Now, if you're feeling inspired to up-level your life, having listened to this podcast, please do hop across to my Instagram page, Melanie Pritchard Coaching, and let me know just one positive learning that you took away from this interview. Also, please do feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Perhaps you have friends who are moving through transition at the moment and are feeling ungrounded, anxious or unsure of themselves. Or perhaps you have friends who are unsure about the path that they're currently on in life and are trying to find a way to realign themselves, to get in touch with those deeper instincts that can be so difficult to hear and who are really looking for some sort of simple toolkit to help them reconnect to that vital inner voice. And as we move into a new week, remember to surround yourself with positive people to keep an open heart and an open mind and just observe how that makes you feel.